Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler and my most recent publication, The 4-Hour School Day. That was recently published and released by Zondervan on June 29th. So it is a new release. And if you haven't checked it out, I really want to encourage you to go do that. I'm getting great feedback from moms on this book and just, um, it's exciting. It's exciting to see people encouraged and inspired, parents who are on the fence about homeschooling, um, realizing just how doable it really is. And for those who have been homeschooling for a while, so much affirmation for what you already know and we sometimes forget. So go check out the four-hour school day. It's available at any of your favorite booksellers, Amazon, Christian book distributors. Um, I just want to encourage you to go check it out if you haven't. And thank you to all of you who have read the book, messaged me, and who have left reviews. Um, that's been super helpful um, because that changes algorithms on different websites where they're selling the book and it puts it in front of more uh, more moms as they're as they're searching for books in that same genre. So thank you for doing that. Well, today I want to talk about transitioning from traditional school to homeschool. I know there are a lot of parents out there with a sort of deer in the headlights feeling happening right now. Um, I just did a podcast on feeling forced to homeschool. And for many families right now, this is the case. School boards across the nation are literally locking parents out who aren't cooperating with their agenda and refusing to listen to what the parents have to say concerning their kids. Consequently, many families are choosing to homeschool who might not have otherwise. In my recent podcast on feeling forced to homeschool, I help parents walk through some of the feelings that they may be having as well as encouraging homeschoolers to come alongside these families and support that support them. You know, before we can do that well, we have to understand some of the things they might be feeling and dealing with right now, and that's what I talked about in the podcast, along with suggestions on how we can best help them. Today, I want to continue the conversation by talking about transitioning from traditional school to homeschool. Now, there are quite a few people out there offering the practical piece of this, explaining what it looks like, practically speaking, um, step by step. But I, I'm going to just mention the first basic steps. But after that, I really want to talk about something even more important, and that's the transition of your own heart and your kids' hearts from traditional school to homeschool because it truly is a paradigm shift and it can feel overwhelming. Of course, the first thing that I'm always going to recommend is prayer. Take some time to pray over this process. I'm telling you right now, your kids are going to be fine. You are going to be fine. But it's imperative that you don't rush this process. As I mentioned in the last podcast, there can be a certain amount of grieving going on as this is what happens with any big life change. Even the uh, good changes involve a certain amount of grief because it can feel kind of like the death of what you had envisioned. So this isn't maybe how you thought your life, your family life, and your kid's education was going to play out, but here you are. So let me take you by the hand 
and walk with you as you do this. Now, obviously, the first thing that you would want to do is find out what the homeschool laws are in your state. One of the best and most non-intimidating ways to do this is to contact your state um, homeschool organization. I am almost 100% sure that every single state in the United States has some sort of homeschool organization that tells you what the laws are. For instance, in North Carolina, we have an organization called NCHE, which is North Carolinians for Home Education. You can go to their website and click Get Started. There's a tab there that says Get Started. Now, these organizations are incredibly supportive of homeschoolers, and they are here to help you. You can reach out to them, and they seriously, they are really happy to help. You can also go to hslda.org, which is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, and they have all the homeschool laws for every state along with information on how to get started. Now, once you've figured that out, I want you to hit the pause button. Right here, I'm going to make a shameless pitch for my new book, The 4-Hour School Day. I think it's absolutely essential that you understand how doable homeschooling really is. I also believe that the typical view of education is far more narrow than it should be. In fact, it's almost microscopic. Education is so natural in so many ways for children. And I share so much of this in the four-hour school day. So please go check that out. It's on Amazon, Christian book distributors, and at pretty much any of your favorite booksellers, like I mentioned before. It's also available in audiobook. So what I want to say to you right here is I want you to take some time to de-school. And here's the biggest thing I want to tell you. Don't buy any curriculum. Yes, you heard me. I said it. Don't buy any curriculum. Give yourself permission to take the time to switch gears. Get to know your kids even better than you already do. Take them to the zoo, hiking, botanical gardens, any place you can have fun together. It doesn't have to cost a bunch of money. What you're trying to do here is you're trying to hone in on your kids. This is actually part of the process. This isn't a waste of time. Um, Just because you're not hitting the books doesn't mean you're not getting anything done. Um, You are doing the better work of laying a foundation Um, for where you want to go from here. And in order to do that, you've got to reconnect with your kids. Um, If possible, take a little time off. Put up your feet and read or listen to the four-hour school day to help cast a vision for what this journey might look like for your particular family. I'm all about doing what is a good fit for your family And I've been homeschooling long enough, well over 25 years, to tell you that I have known countless homeschoolers over the years, and their methods and approaches were vast and varied, and the kids turned out great. This is the beauty of homeschooling. It's flexible. It can flex to your own family and whatever season it's in. Pray over those homeschool laws in your state that you found out about. And ask God how he wants you to meet those requirements. 
There are states where the requirements are very, very stringent, but most states have reasonable homeschooling laws that were hard fought for. You can thank previous homeschoolers who lobbied and invested so much time and money into making sure that your state had good, reasonable homeschool laws. I mentioned the state organizations before. Um, They can be helpful also in pointing you to local homeschoolers and homeschool groups that you can become part of. In chapter 15 of the four-hour school day, I talk about how a community, finding community is crucial. And I help you figure out how to find your tribe. I have a list of questions to go through that will help you make a better choice for uh, for this particular season and for your particular family. So let's talk about your heart and your kids' hearts as you walk through this transition. Now, I think if I could tell you anything, I would say don't rush the process. I know it's tempting to feel frantic and hurried because you feel like you need to have everything together in order to do this homeschooling thing and nothing could be further from the truth. Like I mentioned before, you need to lay a good foundation, spend some time with your kids, um, let you and your kids process this change together, have lots of conversations about what you're doing and why you're doing it. In order for your children to feel secure through all of this and to help them be more resilient in the midst of this big change, there are four things that you need to remember to provide for them. The first thing is to protect your kids from too much exposure to stress and anxiety. You are making this transition because because of a lot of negative things that have gone on and that can feel very much like a crisis. The best thing you can do for your kids is to bring down the stress level, dial back the anxiety. If it's at all possible, take a trip together. I mentioned before you can can go from your house and take day trips to different places around you. Um, Spend time with your kids. But if you have the ability to be able to take a trip together, a vacation together where you can all just be and process the things that you need to process. For all intents and purposes, you've left a community of people when you left the school. And that's almost like making a big move to another location. So taking the time to decompress and relax, guard your hearts, and limit your kids' exposure to any more anxiety or stress is imperative in order to be able to begin to decide where you're going from here. The second thing, be extra loving and encouraging to your children and yourself during this transition. Give your kids and yourself the chance to process even the negative feelings that you might be having. Now, particularly the kids, let them process these emotions with you. Um, I would discourage against you processing negative emotions with them, but let them process them with you. Don't let yourself get too emotional as you're listening to maybe some negativity from them um, because it, it, it you might be thinking that you've made a bad decision because your kids are struggling with it, but you have done what you believe is best for your kids. And as parents, we often have to do hard things. Sometimes those hard things 
are things that our kids don't like at the moment, but in the end, they are absolutely the best for them. How many times does God ask us to walk through something that doesn't feel good at the moment, but ultimately is in our best interest? Don't forget that you're the parents, and this is your decision and your responsibility before God. So patiently listen to their struggles. Ask God for wisdom as to how to answer them. And if you don't know how to answer them, just pray together. Encourage them to put their trust in God because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing too. You can even tell them that. Be honest with them. Set the example of faith. This leads me to my third point. Provide calm leadership. You may be feeling emotional as well, you know, right along with your kids, but try not to let that emotion spill out onto the children. It's okay to let them know that you're struggling too, but major breakdowns and sobbing and the display of feelings that are out of control happening in front of the children will only make things harder for everyone. So if you need to take a break and have a meltdown, by all means, do it. Um, But just try to do it out of the sight and out of the hearing of your children. They need you to be as stable as possible right now. Provide the calm leadership that they need. And number four, give your children a sense of a higher calling. What I mean by that is explain your decision, you know, in terms that they can understand what's age appropriate for them and Also explain this new life um, that's unfolding in front of you as a great adventure and a place where God is going to be right there to walk with you all through the changes. Help cast a vision for the future. Ask your children questions that will engage them in the possibilities. This is another thing that I talk about in my book because, um, you know, at, at, at the very heart, most children are actually very adventuresome. So if you can relate this change to some sort of adventure, um, that that may be very, very helpful. Um, This is actually another thing that uh, I talk about in um, a a devotional that I wrote called Encouraging, um, uh, let's see, Encouraging a Homeschooling Heart. And I wrote this little devotional to go along with the book. So if you decide to purchase the book, Um, please let me know that you purchased it and I will send you the devotional to go along with it. Um, It's something I have to send you a link to. So um, make sure that you just message me and you can message me um, at Dorenda at DorendaWilson.com and I will send you a link to that devotional. Part of the adventure of homeschooling is um, figuring out what approach you're going to take. And again, in the devotional, what I do is I walk you through some of the questions, some of the fears that you might have. I encourage you um, with a list of questions to ask your kids, a list of questions to go through with your spouse, um, so that everybody can kind of be on the same page. So like I said, if you're new to homeschooling, and um, or even if you're not, if you're purchasing this book, please let me know, and I will send the devotional to you. Okay, so like I mentioned just a minute ago, part of the adventure of homeschooling is figuring out what approach you're going to take. However, one of the biggest problems is getting overwhelmed by all the possibilities. 
There are many things to consider, but I would encourage you to start out with a simple, as simple an approach as possible and build out from there. Have conversations with other homeschoolers um, that you know that are not stressed out. Find the ones that aren't stressed out and ask them um, how they found their rhythm. Ask them how they got there. In my book, uh, The 4-Hour School Day, I talk about your reality, educating from where you live. Every family is different. Every season is different. Our kids and us are continually changing, so we have to be flexible from season to season in order to find a good fit for that particular time. So at the end of each chapter in my book, I ask questions related to that chapter. So slowly, as you progress through the book, you will be able to see what homeschooling needs to look like for your family. I think this is an important part of transitioning into a homeschooling approach that'll work for you. And once you have more of that information, then you can move forward with purchasing curriculum. One last thing to keep in mind is that you are shooting for progress, not perfection. Each step that you take toward figuring things out and every little bit of schoolwork done each day is progress. And when I talk about schoolwork, you guys, this could mean going to the botanical gardens, going to the zoo together, hiking together. These are all educational experiences that count. It can be easy to get stuck in the idea that you have to do schoolwork um, seven hours a day because that's how long your kids were at school. However, if you talk to pretty much any teacher out there, they will tell you that the actual learning time in the classroom is only a fraction of the day. So whatever progress you make is still progress and experiences count. Even if you only get a small amount of schoolwork done each day for now, but your days are peaceful and your children are thriving, be content with that and slowly build out from there. There are a lot of other things that I could talk about in this podcast, but I like to keep my podcast simple and to the point with doable action steps. So I'm going to wrap it up for today. Just know that I'm thinking about you and praying for you, and I will continue to provide as much encouragement and support as I can. Again, please be sure to check out the four-hour school day as well as my other podcasts. I have over 230 episodes. If you go to the podcast page on my website, there is a handy-dandy search bar at the top of the list of podcasts where you can enter a keyword so you can listen to what you actually need to hear about right now. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for these parents who are considering homeschooling, for the parents who are listening who are already homeschooling. Um, I just pray for peace, Lord, to, to fill their households. I pray for your presence to just be known, Lord, that you would walk with them through each step of the journey, whether they're at the very beginning or they're already into this journey, Lord. I pray for just your peace that passes all understanding that would guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God, you made us to be, um, to have this role in our kids' lives that is so important, so significant. And so it makes sense that we would be the best to facilitate our kids' education. So God, would you just equip us, give us everything we need. Lord, would you cast a vision 
for each and every family listening, um, for the life, um, for the homeschooling lifestyle um, that is in their hearts to do with their kids, to have with their kids. And so I just pray that you would give them a vision and then give them steps to take um, to move towards what they believe that you have for their families. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.